Hello everyone and welcome to our brand new episodes of Tech Discourses. I am Ratanvig, your host today. Today we are going to continue our discussion on Agile and Scrum, which is one of the most popular Agile approaches out there. As we are all aware, Agile came about as a software development methodology to specifically address the concerns around waterfall and around the missed customer expectations. Agile had it at its heart four Agile principles, which were adapted as a part of the Agile movement. So let's look at what is Scrum. So uh, basically Scrum is a very popular Agile software development methodology. Scrum lays down that there are repetitive, short bursts of time boxed iterations, which at the end of which there is uh, an usable software increment ready and each sprint or the time boxed increment of iteration is has at its heart a sprint goal which is just the the user stories or the amount of work that the development team has borrowed from the product backlog at the end of the sprint the development team turns over the rest of the items that it has not been able to complete back to the product backlog and produces the sprint artifact which is the which is a, a working increment of of an usable software so um, how so, so let's talk about now let's talk about how to scale scrum so what does scaling scrum mean first of all Scaling Scrum is a challenge that many enterprises face due to multitude of factors and growing complexity of the projects and changing needs of the organization and to increase ROI and to justify the investment or simply to be or simply in some cases to appear to be following a truly agile method. Whatever the motivation or the reason behind trying to scale Scrum, enterprises quickly discover along their journeys that scaling Scrum is actually quite different and quite difficult than the initial implementation of Scrum. The reason is simple. It's very easy and it's it's pretty uh, simple to manage one or two or four or five teams running Scrum and it's a whole different ballgame to manage uh, 20 teams across five LOBs doing uh, Scrum. A single instance of Scrum implementation has a straightforward path, a Scrum team that takes tasks from the product backlog and performs the necessary sprints in accordance with sprint cadence to create an usable increment of product at the end of a sprint. And then the team adds the unfinished or uh, newly discovered tasks back to the product backlog along with any new demand that, that the product manager or the product owner adds to the product backlog as, as uh, a new, um, new, new intakes and moves on along the same cycle. Scale Scrum, on the other hand, is, is on the surface exactly the same. However, beneath the surface, there, there is a completely different world. In Scale Scrum, beneath the surface lies an intricate web of relationships between the Scrum teams working in the scaled environment. And uh, whether it's 
it's one backlog that they are pulling from or there are multiple product backlogs and multiple sprint backlogs there is a very close uh, there is a very high um, focus on integrating the the work effort and the output coming from from all the teams within the scale scrum structure other than that all of the basic cadence of scrum the values the artifacts the roles and the meetings of scrum apply as and and they apply to scale scrum equally and uh, these principles remain inviolate for the purposes of controlling risk increasing product predictability and generating creativity and productivity and creating transparency Scaling Scrum is pretty much a hands-on, get down dirty, get dirty down the floor, all hands on deck approach, where team members figure out uh, instances and nuances of scaling Scrum that might work within their projects, releases, or initiatives, or that might teach them in a hard way what doesn't work. As more Scrum teams come together to work on a product backlog, the number of people, their interactions, inner working dynamics, complexities, and non-linear events increase. The situation is like too many vegetables simmering in a pot. You can only guess, but never accurately estimate how many flavors are one too many. For similar reasons, the relationship between productivity, creativity, and the number of Scrum teams is not clear. Some product owners tend to steer clear of large number of Scrum teams and tend to uh, limit the Scrum teams in action to a given number, while on the, on the other hand, there are product managers who enjoy working with a large number of Scrum teams in, in difficult, challenging circumstances. Techniques for organizing and selecting the product backlog items and resolving dependencies and integrating work and creating the done increments and and, and collaborating with the customer and uh, working through every stage of the development cycle is a challenge that more successful teams within the scale scrum structure enjoy. Since every development situation is different, uh, different domain or people or technology or all of all of the above every set of technique is, is unique and often is evolving with time and it evolves with the maturity of the team as well scrum is designed to work best in an environment which fosters complex adaptive systems and which gives the teams higher autonomy and 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 the teams exhibit intelligent goal-seeking behavior Scrum is designed to support an object-oriented component architecture, um, which is to say that every component becomes uh, a goal and, and a potentially shippable product in itself. One of the earliest implementations of scaling Scrum was studied in GE Healthcare in, in um in the year 1996 and up to up to 2000, where uh, GE had up to 600 developers, which were over-organized in various uh, team scrums, and 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 uh, managers became team leaders, and directors ran scrum of scrums, and VPs became leaders of sites with multiple scrum of scrums. These teams enjoyed a virtual architecture and had integrated UX and, and uh, integration teams, much like the role of a, a release train engineer or an, or an RTE played today. External experts verified that 
the production across multiple sites uh, where this experimentation was carried out increased dramatically to a tune of almost 200%. Again, success as it was, it also taught very valuable lessons. However, since these these were the initial days of agile, leave alone uh, specialized approaches like scaling agile, uh, much of the lessons were were rudimentary and and uh, kind of beginners uh, standard compared to compared to what it is today. Using Scrum at scale is is uh, a term which was initially coined at Microsoft following their extensive experience with Scrum. At the same time, virtually all of the top product and soft software application companies have realized the huge benefits of doing scale Scrum in one way or the other. Uh, now let's look at what how how does scaling Scrum work or what is scaling Scrum? You know, simply put, um, within within the environment of scaling Scrum, uh, there are a few few things which are a given and which have to be um, kind of lay the foundation for scaling Scrum. Every team has to have a product owner assigned and a scrum master and where possible a professional agile coach now i say where possible because agile coaches is not always easy to justify and and have an agile coach for every team what though is required is that there are enterprise agile coaches and there are agile coaches who are working at the level of every uh, ART and who are working with the leadership and with the product owners closely to drive the cadence and the discipline and the and and ensure that all the artifacts around the the scrum ceremonies are are maintained and and the cadence is maintained very importantly uh, another very important factor to be considered is that that the co-location of teams is very important. Now, in today's working environment, geographically dispersed teams are a reality and they are going to stay a reality for time to come. So, essentially, uh, team co-location is not a valid point anymore. It doesn't exist. However, where, where possible, it's a beautiful thing to have. It's unbeatable in its advantages. But the reality is that you know, in, in most of the situations, it's not possible anymore. So the team and, and, the, and the project owners and the leadership and the scrum master, the agile coaches have to be mindful of the changing dynamics and have to be mindful of, of how to maintain um, uh, the motivation and the morale levels and to ensure that the communication within the team is not broken. Uh, along with that, teams need to have a clear autonomy and Scrum Master must work within the team to, to remove impediments. Generally, Scrum Masters assigned to the team gets measured on process improvement and timely removal of impediments and that in the, in the, in the growing and evolving nature of geographically dispersed teams and greater responsibilities and, and um, complex Ecosystems means that the responsibilities of a Scrum Master increase manifold. Finally, regular communications and meetups between the teams and and the the leadership or or agile coaches or 
the the release train engineer are crucial to disseminate information and provide autonomy as well as relevance to the teams. Cross dependencies can also be resolved better and faster in this manner. Cross-functional teams are comprised to provide feedback to the community of practice they belong to. Generally, it's seen that more and more organizations nowadays are structured according to the communities of practice, where generally the organization of resources is according to their skill set. So, for example, Java resources may belong to a Java practice in the organization and cloud resources may come from a cloud practice. In a project, the resources reporting to project management as well as their respective community of practice often, not often, but sometimes may create a conflict which needs to be managed. Now, let's look at some of the some of the Scrum frameworks out there, some of the scaling Scrum, Scrum frameworks. So all the, all the scaling Scrum frameworks have some common patterns. Scrum implementations at team level, multiple teams sharing the same product backlog, planning is done as a collaborative exercise across teams, and the general principles of self-organization and communication and collaboration with the customer apply. Scrum teams are organized in many different ways. It's contingent on the framework used and the culture of, of the organization or the business unit. But there are a number of frameworks that are available out there today. Today, we are in this episode, we are going to discuss and in brief some of those frameworks like less agile, safe, and scrum at scale, and Nexus. So all the scaling Scrum frameworks start with cross-functional self-organizing Scrum teams. That's like the building blocks, like how you can you can maneuver and how you can manipulate the building blocks around and, and um, how you can build a structure and protect the building blocks from outside influences is the key to success. The teams dissect and slice requirements into the smallest possible measurable tasks and increments that can be developed independently. Teams are expected to focus on self-learning, technical, and process excellence, such as doing continuous integration and automated regression testing to ensure that new code pushes don't break any existing functionality. At the end of every sprint, the teams should have a potentially deployable product called an usable increment or a working increment of, of software. The frameworks also encourage the use of lean principles to optimize flow. Let's look at some of the specific scaling Scrum frameworks out there now. So let's start with LESS. LESS stands for Large Scale Scrum, L-E-S-S. L-E-S-S or LESS is a framework for scaling Scrum that comes from two practitioners, Craig Larman and Basspot, based on their work in the financial and telecommunication industries. LESS is defined by approach of minimalistic nature in supervision, as well as use of processes, that is, use as little processes to get multiple Scrum teams to work with each other well enough. LESS consists of a handful of roles and also has guides and examples for how to customize these roles as the organization grows. Perhaps in some ways, LESS is a larger reflection of how an ideal Scrum implementation is supposed to work. LESS recommends that there be multiple Scrum teams with the same product owner and shared product backlog, which is maintained to promote consistency and predictability. Scrum teams should be long-term, 
cross-functional teams. Sprints should be synchronized to represent a product-level sprint leading to one usable integrated product increment at the end of the sprint. A less scrum master typically encounters complex large-scale problems and he or she needs to resist the urge to resolve all of them with equally complex solutions. Instead, the Scrum Master should leverage the spirit of Scrum and find simple ways to empower people to resolve their impediments. This approach leads to large-scale yet simple solutions. Less is characterized by a single product owner with one product backlog and several teams, each with its own sprint backlog. The product owner is the owner of the complete requirement backlog and typically there are no divisions of the product backlog unless using a methodology which calls for divisions like less huge there are various versions of less out there less is the purest version of scrum with only notable difference coming during the planning stage as compared to scrum which notes that there must be two planning or there are recommended uh, to be two planning stages for each scrum Less recommends that the first sprint planning meeting be the joint meeting where user stories for product level usable increment are finalized. And the second part of the planning meeting is used by each team to produce their own specific sprint backlog. With that, let's look at um, another very popular uh, version of scaling Scrum, which is known as SAFE. Now, SAFE has become very popular in during recent times. SAFE was started in 2011 and post-2012. SAFE has come up with five versions. It has come up with four versions, and right now it's on its fifth version, launched in December 2019. And generally, there has been much hype building around SAFE. And there are multiple levels within SAFE. So there is, there is uh, scalability within the scalable framework of SAFE. Uh, currently, the available approach is SAFE 5.0, which as we discussed, was launched in December of 2019. SAFE approach is a quintessential reorganization of the work with the aim of maximizing the speed of product or service delivery from the initial idea to release and from customer feedback to enhancements and improvements. SAFE approach is based on organizing work in to value streams based on the repetitive nature of work performed or the specializations of each business unit or LOB. Each value stream has got its own organization of a release team called the release train. The concept of release train or an agile release train or an ART is central to SAFE. There is no SAFE without ART. There is no SAFE without a release train. Let me reiterate that. This release train generally comprises multiple Scrum teams working together to deliver a component of usable increment of the product. The usable increments or the, the component produced by one ART is taken and combined with the components produced by the other release trains and value streams and then is combined to become a product increment in case there are multiple ARTs, in case there are there is one ART Obviously, that integration within the ART produces uh, 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 an increment of a workable software, which makes it easier. 
Of course, safe methodology is further available in four different configurations depending on the needs and the size of the organization. From essential safe to portfolio safe to a large solution and a full safe. The four configurations vary considerably in terms of complexity and interplay of components. And generally speaking, um, safe recommends a minimum level of essential safe, though to get full benefits, they also recommend that the organization must uh, implement a minimum level of portfolio safe, which is which is one level above the minimum level. So from essential safe, they recommend going to portfolio safe to get to get to gain organization wide um, improvements. Uh, implementation of safe a safe methodology is generally very uh, expensive, time consuming and it requires a lot of implementation. It requires a lot of uh, legacy in terms of agile implementations within the organization and and an existing agile structure. And it requires specialized roles like agile coaches and and uh, portfolio managers who, who maintain the cadence and, and the standards of agile and try to make sure that that the implementation of safe brings about the desired benefits and it's not it's not um, an effort down the drain uh, safe requires a very high commitment from the leadership team and the executive team and it requires participation from the leadership and the executive team as well as the investment in terms of dollars and and an investment in terms of the time uh, so that the the uh, implementation of safe across the organization can can produce number one the desired goals and number two can produce the foundation for for continuing with safe further as as we discussed earlier safe is um, perhaps one of the most difficult and most one of the most uh, convoluted approaches to scaling Scrum out there. Um, let's look at some of the other approaches. Uh, Scrum at scale is a very interesting approach to scaling Scrum. Uh, it's it's used uh, sparingly, but it's quite interesting as in it recommends two different cycles of work in an interwoven way, a Scrum master cycle and a product owner cycle. And uh, at the end of the uh, scrum, it it basically combines the the results or the output from the scrum master cycle and the product owner cycle. A set of teams operate within the project or um, have a need, and and um, they work within the scrum master cycle and the product owner cycle. The scrum of the scrum is a team of teams which holds a daily scale scrum uh, that's that's an event and it basically calls for one representative from each team usually the team scrum master to come to uh, the scale daily scrum and present their out their their inputs the the Scrum of Scrum must include all capabilities which are needed for the product release at the level of Scrum of Scrums. 
that means that the scrum of scrum should have the capability to look at the small goals and impediments while looking at the big picture all the time to the point where it becomes ingrained in the team's dna scrum of scrums is at the heart of scaling scrum approach as laid out in scrum at scale publication the scrum of scrum team works independently as a release team and must be able to deliver value to its customers to achieve this effectively scrum of scrums has its own artifacts roles and events scrum of scrums daily stand up scrum of scrums retrospective scrum of scrum review etc and and during these uh, events participants from all the scrum teams attend and they are led by scrum of scrum master scrum of uh, scrum at scale also lays down the concept of executive action team which is like a super body of scrum of scrums operating within the organization the purpose of establishing the super body is to create an organization level backlog of agile initiatives which are prioritized and which aid in resolving the organization level impediments that hamper the achievement of of the objectives there are other uh, smaller scaling agile approaches out there like disciplined agile delivery and nexus which which again according to the requirements of of the organization can be adapted so disciplined agile delivery uh, is characterized as a hybrid approach which extends scrum with proven strategies from agile modeling and extreme programming and unified process amongst other methods uh dis- disciplined agile delivery extends the construction focused lifestyle of scrum to address the full end to end delivery life cycle from project initiation all the way to delivering the solution to the end users nexus on the other hand is is like an exoskeleton approach that that extends scrum to guide multiple scrum teams on how they need to work together to deliver software in every sprint it shows the journey these teams may take as they come together how they share work between teams and how they manage and minimize dependencies to start a nexus organization the teams need to find and 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 form an initial nexus integration team have a single defined product backlog and have a definition of done and identify a sprint cadence just like scrum at scale the nexus approach has its own terminologies like nexus scrum nexus retrospective nexus review uh, nexus integration team etc as as the team sizes grow and organizations grow and their needs become more complex bigger and more complex impediments and challenges arise along the road the role of scaling scrum is basically to provide a framework to continually identify and remove dependencies created by increasingly complex systems and increasingly uh, difficult expectations scaling scrum like implementing agile methodology is a matter of choice largely uh, many organizations have have reaped tremendous benefit and many organizations have not once again agile scrum scaling scrum uh, safe and other vari- variations of scaling scrum are only as effective as the people who and and the organization where they are being implemented um, the primary Uh, obligation of 
leadership and 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 the executive team is to back the teams on the ground in doing in fulfilling their their purpose for which the teams were put together and backing uh, the teams in their implementation of of scrum and scaling scrum are key expectations that that many leadership teams realize but few only fulfill the complexity of an organization's hierarchy and culture defines the kind of products and application it produces in the in in the example of of a of a website designer the the biases and and the and the culture and the societal norms all come into play uh in the in in the kind of design and the copies that are of of uh, the the structures that are being produced within within these organizations um and that in a way is also true for larger organizations where the culture of the team of people the teams of people define what kind of outcomes are generated at the end of each each phase or each project as the software projects themselves grow in size and complexity the teams also grow and the teams evolve and the and the structures evolve around them brooks in his seminal work the mythical man month discussed coordination as one of the key problems of running a software project with many developers the coordination effort required to help each member of a team stay in sync and keep a project on schedule is enormous early indicators of software quality are beneficial for uh, software engineers and managers in determining the reliability of the system estimating and prioritizing work items focusing on areas that require more testing and inspections and in generally identifying the problem spots uh, most analysis often ignore one of the most influential factors in software development specifically around people and organizational structure generally speaking less is considered a good starting point for organizations who are relatively inexperienced in their scrum adaptation and safe on the other hand is considered to be one of the more difficult uh, approaches to implement out there on the on the opposite end of the spectrum uh safe is generally typically considered for full scale agile organization and and it requires a very high degree of commitment and focus um in the end i think choosing a methodology depends on the context and the situation with the most important principle of improving how to work together remember that every implementation of agile and every implementation of scrum is only as good as the people and the organization where it's implemented in the words of ken schwaber who was one of the uh, one of the earlier one of the original founders of the of the agile and and the agile way of working and one of the original signatories keep the values keep the principles think for yourself a core premise of agile is that the agile people doing the work are the people who can best figure out how to do it and that in in one sentence is like the essence of agile the people doing the work are the people who can best figure out how to do it the level of 
scaling scrum and the approach of scaling scrum that is implemented in the organization must come from an acceptance by the people who are implementing or who are responsible for delivering the results because without without that essential buy in and that essential um, uh, commitment no matter how honest and how genuine and how purposeful the intent behind uh, scaling scrum and the methodology is chosen methodology is it's simply not going to fly uh, the people once again are the key and scaling scrum uh, like scrum and like agile teaches us that collaboration interactions and individuals are the heart of of agile and scrum and scaling scrum so uh, with that uh, i think we are we are at the end of this episode i think we have spoken for for a decent amount of time um, i do hope that all our listeners enjoyed today's conversation as much as we enjoyed making it i thank you everybody for their time to listen in thank you for joining and we'll be back with more Thank you.